Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast. This is Sam Ellard once again at Seddon Park in Hamilton where I have just watched day two, the final day of England's warm-up match against the New Zealand eleven. This is of course all ahead of the first test match between New Zealand and England which is live and exclusive on TalkSport 2 starting next Thursday. We cannot wait to bring you that series. So England had a bowl today. The New Zealand 11, they were bowled out for 310 runs. And I'll give you more details on what we saw very, very shortly. Elsewhere on today's podcast, Steve Harmelson, he's here. He's arrived in the country. We welcome him to New Zealand and hear his thoughts on the following on podcast. And also we'll hear from the England head coach, Brendan McCullum, who I had the pleasure of speaking with. You are listening to the following on podcast. Yeah, here we go. I am once again at Sydney Park in Hamilton. The England players are leaving the ground. All the journalists have finished off their pieces. They are leaving again. And England had the ball in hand today. The New Zealand 11 bowled out for 310. Anderson and Broad, as they always do, took the new ball. Stuart Broad picked up the first wicket. Every quick bowler bowled at least 10 overs, which was good to see. Ollie Robinson got through 12. Matt Potts got through 11. Good to see. Ollie Stone as well, back in England team. He bowled quick, he bowled well. He picked up three wickets. And Jack Leach also got through 17 overs. There were overs in the legs of the England bowlers. So I think it's very much job well done. And as we approach the end of the day's play here in Hamilton, I was reunited with my good friend, TalkSport's very own Double Ashes winner, Stevie Harmison. Goodness me, this by this ground, Harmy, for a warm-up venue, it's not bad, is it? It's lovely here. Yeah, it's not bad ground. Um, mixed emotions for me normally on this ground because this is where my career more or less ended. Um, <laughs> what happened? Uh, brought the two young books at the time. Took my mine and Huggy's place. They're both still playing now, which is amazing. Isn't that weird to think they took your place and what 
14, 15 years later, they're still here charging in. I can't believe they're still playing, to be honest. And you mentioned there, Jimmy Anderson bowling, 40-year-olds, just bowl a bouncer to Kyle Jermison and just hit him in the ribs. Now, I probably would have said that if I was England captain, to try and get Kyle Jermison in the ribs by Ollie Stone <laughs> yes, or by Matt Jimmy, Potts, yes, yes. but not Jimmy Anderson. Yeah. But Jimmy's slipping it through here. And look, it's, it's great to be here. Um, took two days to get here. Um, aborted landing into um, what happened? Uh, into LAX coming down literally the t- honestly the, the wheels of the plane must have been close to the tarmac but at the same at, at that specific point the wing on my side was close to the tarmac and John Norman's face on the other side of the plane <laughs> was a picture because he hates flying full stop yeah. um, so as the plane came down literally got to the wheels coming down onto the ground and then it just went up in the air again and we <laughs> a lot of us, as you can imagine, there was um, yeah, there was some there was some size when we actually did land and relief. But no, great to be here. Planes, trains, automobiles to get to get to where we are, and it's a fantastic country. And, and is, is it what I know you joke no, there? No, it is. But is, is it a lot of things? of England fans that have been in the last two days, no. they say in terms of going places to watch cricket and the country as a whole, it's one of some say the best place to go. For me, it's one of the very best places to go. Um, obviously, I had a bad memory coming here. You know, the, the only time I was here but it's it didn't you know when I wasn't playing you got to see the samples of you know the golf courses you know the wine that that's produced here uh, the countryside that's here you know me and John have come down from from Auckland today on the train three hours on the train and you know, the scenery is beautiful it is a fantastic place to come and visit it's a fantastic place to come and play it takes forever to get here <laughs> but hey hey ho it's, let's for hope two, it's worth it for two test matches let's hope it's worth it and it's it's been interesting sitting sat for literally the whole of, of England's fielding I think the it's a brave call, but I'm not going to you know, go against what Ben and Brendan have have done because they've they've done this in the past. Call the last two days off. I still think one or two of the bowlers might need another spell inside them or another recovery to come back and have another bowl. But time will tell, and we'll wait and see. But at this minute in time, it looks like Broad, Anderson, Robinson. I would have said between two, but two out of the three would play in Mount Monganui with one of Potts or, or Stone. Only Stone bowled a slippery spell in the middle of the afternoon of short balls, which I quite enjoyed. But I would like to have seen him come back and bowl another two spells to see where his body's at, um, either sort of later on tonight or maybe tomorrow and then had a, a second innings at this. And that's what warm-up games are about. But just seems that players are playing so much cricket around the world. They're in, Nick. They are playing. Mm. Um, and... You know, we don't want to be playing warm-up cricket. So we used to get we used to get nailed that we weren't up to speed and we were short of a gallop after playing three three four-day games. Um, these guys are playing two a two-day game going into the first Test match. Um, I don't I don't think it's a brave call. I think it's a call that obviously it's been calculated, um, and time will tell whether it's the right call or not because you know whether bowlers are ready for a five-day Test match after two days preparation. Um, time will tell. They look stiff, some of the bowlers, no? I mean, it's just, you know, some, watching some of them filled, it looks hard work, doesn't it, for some of them getting about? It is hard work, Sam. I look down at you and see that belly of yours and them, <laughs> chin, and them, chins, that, them chins that used to be there that you're hiding from your beer and beard. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the same at this minute in time. Mm. I'm a big lad um, and I know how hard it is to, to, to bowl and then recover. And when you have to sort of recover and go again, that's when... You know, it's dangerous and if you're going through the gears and you're trying to get to fifth gear as quickly as you possibly can then you bring the injury into it so I don't think anyone can afford any injuries on this this tour 
from a bowling point of view because I'm not sure how fully fit their captain is. And the captain is massive. Ben Stokes is massive. Why do you think he's fully fit? But no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think if one of the bowlers does go down during a test match, you put a lot of pressure on Ben Stokes to bowl as a fourth sure. seamer. Yeah, at, the yeah. minute, at the minute, you don't really need him too much as that fourth seamer if he, because Jack Leach, to be fair, Jack Leach bowled really nicely today. I've enjoyed Jack Leach bowling today. But if one of the seamers goes down because he hasn't had miles in his legs and something pulls up steer for he, he gets an injury then Ben becomes a third seamer if he has to bowl 20 overs then we're putting pressure on his body and if we put pressure on his body and his body doesn't come up to, yeah. up to speed then all of a sudden with no leader this is a different England cricket team You mentioned you think it's going to be Anderson Broad Robinson Archer's not here Wood's not here and speaking to some people you'll know the wickets better than me but a lot of people say we're going to get flat wickets in the next two test matches Surely then Ollie Stone's on this trip, right, to be that quick bowler. Do you not then want one of your four seamers to be someone that can bowl a little bit quicker? He's taller, got that extra bit of height and bounce. I sort of think that he should be one of the three seamers, Harmy. Yeah, I, I, I agree. When I coming out here, I saw first test match, Mount Monganui, day and night, pink ball, under the lights. If you're looking at, you're picking your three best bowlers, there's no question. It's Broad, Anderson and Robinson. But at 25 past seven tonight... The lights really hadn't took effect when they went on. Yeah, yeah. No effect whatsoever. We're standing here, we're standing here, what, half eight, coming into sort of nine o'clock. The lights are taking full effect. Now, can England afford to go in with the three seamers that we've always said away from home with a cooker ball, can't play together? I'm, talk, I'm not talking about these three, I'm talking about the same three type where we've gone in with Wilkes, Anderson and Broad. Can we do that again? I'm not so sure. I'd like to see Stone. I'd like to see him... slip himself here for three or four overs because he's bowled nine so far he's probably going to bowl 12 or 13 if this spell is a quick spell then he might just put himself in the shop window to pee that 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 third seamer because at this minute in time I still think the best three seamers on this trip is Broad Anderson and Robinson but I'm not sure you want to play all three of them together on a flat flat surface especially with the Kookaburra so I, I expect you know, at least one of these test matches, it'll be two from three of Broad Anderson and Robinson and one of Stone or Potts at this minute in time. Of what I've seen today, I think Stone's bowling as he just gets a wicket. Oh, what a call out that is. Fantastic catch at first slip. Well done. That's why you're the top commentator on this tour, mate. Fantastic catch. Good back of the length delivery. Fantastic catch by Joe Root going to his left, going back towards the wicketkeeper. It was a good catch by the former England captain who's just shaking his hands at this minute in time because it slapped into his hand. You could hear it from here. But if he does slip himself here, he might just put himself in the shot window because so far... You're a fan of him. I know we haven't seen too much from Test cricket, but do you like him as a bowler? Sam, I've always liked him as a bowler. It's just putting a run of games together. What people don't realise is his next birthday's 30. He's not a youngster. A lot of people think Ollie, Ollie Stone's a youngster. He's not. He's 30. So he's coming up 30. So... It's now or never, I think, for, for Ollie this year, big year, in the white ball group, in the red ball group. He's got to stand up and put games together. If he does, he's got a chance of being in, in and around that Ashes squad. Will he play in the Ashes? No, not if, nowhere near, because Archer and Wood are going to be well, well ahead of him. But we need to keep him fit because Archer's body could let him down, yeah. Wood's body could let him down, Stone's body will, will you know, the three yeah. of them, let each other, the, the bodies down. But as of watching today, I think Stone is just ahead of Potts, who will will pick up that extra seamer spot if England don't go with Broad, Anderson, and Robinson. 
We'll talk about the batting in a second, but I think we know the batting lineup picks itself, doesn't it? The top seven. Mm. Are you just on the attack end? If we're maybe a flat wicket, are you surprised Rehan Armour is not here? Or do you think Leach, as the frontline spinner, is good enough to get enough out of, of these wickets? Or do you just think that leggy could have given England a different option in one of these matches if they wanted it, perhaps, Armour? I would like to have brought Rehan Armour out here because that if you get a draw in the first test match or you you win the first you know, if you if you lose the first test match you're going to have and you could lose the first test match on the toss the lights taking effect at the wrong time for your team that's what ping ball cricket does night day night day night cricket you could be batting when the ball's swinging all around corners when the lights are taking effect and all of a sudden no I'm not saying that no fault of your own but things not going your way you know, not getting the rub of the green, that could put you behind the game and you could end up losing the game. That could, If that happens, then being hot at home, New Zealand, if they won that first one, they produce a flat wicket for the second one, mm. then what have we got? We got Have we got express press pace? No, Holly Stone's quick enough, but not express press pace. Have we got a spinner that can win a game? Probably not. And that's no disrespect to Jack. He's a fantastic bowler and he's bowled well in this game, but he's not somebody that's going to rip through his side on a flat one. Mm. So I'm surprised that they didn't think about bringing Rian Ahmed here. They probably did think about bringing him, but they're going to expose him in white ball cricket in Bangladesh. So the bigger picture, all round picture, is over the course of the next two months, Rian Ahmed is going to play a bit of cricket for England, more white ball than red ball, um, but at least he's going to get exposed. So I think if it was just isolation of New Zealand and no no other tours going on, I think Riyad Ahmed would have been here. But because Bangladesh is literally the day after, mm. the, la- the, you know, the first Bangladesh one day is the day after the, the last day of the uh, second test match, then I think common sense has prevailed. And that, right, he's going to play more cricket in Bangladesh. It's going to be more suiting for him in Bangladesh. So we're going to send him there rather than send him to New Zealand. Yesterday I was here. A lot of the batsmen in the middle order got some runs. Um, I just want to ask you about Harry Brook because I'm a bit obsessed with this kid, homie. I mean, you know, probably six months ago, I don't think, well, I didn't know too much about him. We got a lot of runs for Yorkshire. We all know what's happened in the last six months. He's in the England team in all three formats. A gun player, World Cup winner. He's got that million pound contract in the IPL. I asked him about that yesterday and he said, Sam, no matter how much money I make, I'm always going to be a tight Yorkshireman. And I said, don't worry, I know Darren Goff very well. We know all about tight Yorkshiremen, but... Um, You've watched a lot of England cricket. You've played with some great young players. In terms of young batsmen coming into an England team, maybe apart from Joe Root, who's the obvious one, has there been anyone that you can think of that's come in in all three formats and looked as good and as comfortable and as world-class as he has in such a short space of time? Other than Kevin, no. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah. Peter, see the last one then, KP. Yeah, yeah. probably KP. Um, I've said Joffre Archer is probably the, the most exciting young cricketer I've seen since mm. Kevin. But Harry's not far behind. The like, thing I like about Harry Brook is his feet's firmly on the ground. You know, he might he might be a tight Yorkshireman, but <laughs> he's a Yorkshireman in a way that he's he's not like a normal Yorkshireman who's brash and cocky and arrogant. Are you talking about Darren Goff there? I or? am talking about. I am, uh, you, Hi, you, Darren. You pinched my line there. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> sorry, about. Sorry, I'm sorry, a, sorry. I'm a, apologies to the rest of Yorkshire. I was talking about Goffy there, um, but uh, when I when I watch him play. It's like his next innings is starts from naught. He, he does yeah, the basics yeah, yeah. very, very well. He goes in, he grows into an innings. He does the basics very, very well. He scores quickly, but he shots, he knows he knows his game. He understands his game. And at 22, that's ridiculous to do that. And Joe was probably the you know, the last one to do it. Kevin was a little bit different because he's more flamboyant. But you know, signs are good. I think everybody knew how good. Um, Harry Brook was because a lot of people were talking about 
Johnny Best or keeping wicket for England. Mm. Ben Folks didn't do anything wrong. Is but that- what, what we're trying to, what people were trying to say, that new and seeing Brook play, was it wasn't anything against Ben Folks. It was just we need to find a place for him. We can't not play this this young kid who is who was took first class cricket by storm. Maybe he did batting for Yorkshire and then. When he did get a chance to play for England, it's like, well, right, mm-hmm. it's like, where do you fit Johnny Bester in? And it's not number is he, five. Is he going to open then? I don't know. Is that what's going to happen? Because you're right, you can't take anyone out of the middle order. The, the, the two openers are probably the least safe in the team, aren't they? And the way England are going, they're just going to go, do you know what? Just go and open. Go and play your shots. And if it, if it works, great. If not, go get the next match. Possibly, but <laughs> there's a long way before Johnny gets back. And yeah, I think sure. there's a lot of cricket to be played. Um, and when he for, for when he comes back and you never know an injury might an injury might get Johnny back into the team yeah, sure. an injury might just get Johnny back into the team and then you know you kick the guy on the road down the road a little bit longer but if there's a decision to be made um, for the Ashes they're all fit Johnny comes back in where he comes back in well that's the job of the, the selection unit to find a place for him because whatever happens Johnny's one of our best players mm. and he needs to be brought back into it so but when you're talking about Brookies, like I said before, very sort of relaxed, very calm, very level-headed, uh, understands his game, and if he makes a mistake, he rectifies it very, very quickly, and that's the thing I like about him, and that's why he's got a lot of similarities to to Joe Root. You know, he probably played more shots as a 22-year-old than, than Joe Root did, yeah. um, but he's got a similar mindset that. You know, he takes success and takes success for fear and has failure with the same sort of level-headedness that knows how cruel this game is sometimes. And he goes out with a similar mentality of his, his next innings is the most important. And that, for me, is a great trait as a batsman. Well, Thursday is nearly finishing. It's getting dark here, isn't it, Harmy? Here at Seddon Park. My Thursday started... By meeting Brendan McCullum for the first time. I had the pleasure of meeting Brendan McCullum this morning and I managed to catch up with the England head coach. Brendan, thank you for speaking with TalkSport. Is it slightly weird to be back home wearing the, the England top? Yeah, I guess so. It's nice to be here. We've had a good week or so with the boys now and been able to take them around some of the good spots of New Zealand <laughs> and show them some of, uh, some of this country and it's been great to spend some time together in a relaxed environment but also now starting to turn our attention to cricket. Yeah, I've been speaking with quite a few of the boys over the past couple of days. I think they've been living their best lives over the past over the past couple of days. Just how good was it and how important is it for you to sort of get the boys chilling out and just sort of a bit of time away from cricket before the actual cricket starts? Yeah, I think that it's imperative. I think it's really important. Test cricket's hard and I think travelling the world can be difficult as well. It's meant to be a fun time in your life and you should be able to enjoy it, not just on the field but off it as well. So, you know, the things that uh, the guys have done over the last week or so will hopefully be memories that they'll uh, they'll take with them for a long time and they've done it together which is from a coaching point of view um, one of the, the most important aspects of it so look the guys have been fantastic they've had a good time but they've also worked incredibly hard so we look forward to the challenge which is in front of us with the New Zealand side. It's not too far now off a year since your first test match as the head coach of England against New Zealand in your wildest of imaginations could you have dreamt that it's, it's, it's been it's gone as well as it has done over the past nine months? Yeah, it's been a good start, definitely. I think results um, have been great, uh, but you know that's not so much the results. I know we get judged by them, but that's not really my focus. Um, and also the skipper as well. We 
Um, you know, we just want the guys to try and play a style of cricket which gives them the greatest opportunity to, to allow their talent to come out and, and have a good time while they're doing it. So, you know, this year has been quite amazing. Uh, we know there's some big challenges in front of us as well, but whatever happens, um, we've achieved some pretty cool stuff over the last little while. And if we can take forward some of the lessons that we've learnt from the past, well, 10, 11 months, then I think it will give us a good opportunity of being able to do something pretty special in the next little while. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to Visit Barbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Perhaps the most chilled out, laid back human being I've ever met in my life, Harmy Brendan McCallum. He's brilliant. And the word he keep using was fun. Mm. It's all about fun. I want the players to have fun. And then as long as you're having fun, everything's going to work out okay. I mean, can you look, we're nearly approaching year, aren't we, of McCullum in charge. Just when we look back on the nine months, can you quite believe what we've witnessed in the England Test team? No. I think if anybody did have the crystal ball out and thought this could happen, I think they would have been quickly laughed at. I'm a Newcastle United fan. I think if you asked Eddie Howe... What year for you, a, by the way? What, what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if Eddie asked Eddie Howe, we'd be in this, the position mm. that he's took Newcastle I think it's very similar to where Brendan McCollum's took mm. the England cricket team give them belief made them work hard you know the, these lads might be having fun but they're working hard I think the biggest thing I like about McCollum and what he's saying is and I used to get I used to get people say to me oh he doesn't care he's not in, you know he's not interested he doesn't care doesn't mean everything to him and I'm like it did mean everything to him but there was more to life than it more to life than getting too worked up about having to play the game, enjoy the game. Sure. And the thing that I get, a, you know, watching Brendan's teams is he wants players to be the best they possibly can be of themselves. 
that's the first and foremost and the other is this is the best time of your life this is mm. the best time of your life Jimmy Anderson's still playing at 40 and he's still he's still having the best time mm. of his life Stuart's the same they're enjoying themselves and that's the most important thing if you can you can get people to enjoy themselves they can play freely and the best way possible um, for that individual and that that's what Brendan's doing he's making sure that when they're finished playing cricket they've enjoyed what they've done in their careers I'm not sure it happened before he came in and because of that I think England were in a, were in a, a dark place I think mm. we're in a bright place now where if you ask Jimmy Anderson if you ask Stuart Broad who have been playing for about 150 years they're going to walk away now do they? This is, if this is the best time of their career I'm sure they'll say yes um, One more Harmy um, from New Zealand what can we expect from them? What challenges are they going to throw England's way over the next couple of weeks? I think when you look at the New Zealand side, they're a, you know, a very, very hard-working side who are, the, are, the, are still the best-ranked team in the world. Yeah. yeah, the World Test Championships. And the World Test Championship for a reason. Got some fantastic batsmen. I don't think they'll be fazed by the way England the, the way England play. I think they'll play their game and let England worry about you know, going at seven and over if they're trying to go that way. I would imagine they'll have plans at foot. Very, very good one-day side, this New Zealand mm. side. And a lot of these guys that are playing the test team play in the one-day side. So they will have defensive plans up their sleeve to make sure that if things are going awry, they know how to cope with the, what, what's going on with, with that. Um, and they're at home. And I think when you come come here, it's always a difficult place to come. And... Yeah, we found out that we've, uh, England have found out once or twice before. So the likes of Latham and Conway and Williamson at the top three. Mm. If, that, if this Cougarborough ball doesn't knock them over in the top three, they can bat for a long time. They can bat for a long time. Might not score as quickly as what England do, but they can bat for a long time. And that's my only concern about this two-day game: is that if Latham and Conway get in, Williamson gets in, England could spend. 80, 100, uh, 120 overs in the field and they've not done that for a while and that then yeah. could have a knock-on effect and then you bring New Zealand in the game later on in the game so because of that I think the, the longer the game goes New Zealand will feel as though they've got a better chance of winning if it's a shortened game then England mm-hmm. I think England will fancy them chance to, chance to win because obviously the run rate the score up It's going to be a good couple of weeks isn't it mate Welcome to New Zealand I've been here for a week by myself you're finally here I'm looking forward to having a couple of drinks with you over the next couple of weeks and I've got to ask you one more question yeah, actually because this is the most important part of everything How many years have you had to wait to see Newcastle win a trophy? Uh, I have had to wear well, your whole life. My so whole life. All the Newcastle fans. 1955 was the first domestic. They're the last domestic trophy. 1955. 1955. I, I tell you what. I was on the field. We played Essex at Chester Street. I was on the field when Newcastle got beat in '98. I think it was. I was on the field. Can't remember where I was when Newcastle got beat in '99. When Man United won the treble, and I was on the field when Rob Lee scored for Newcastle in the semi-final when we got beat off Chelsea yeah. and I was on the field when Wayne Rooney scored against us at Cardiff in the semi-final oh, right. so I've never seen live Newcastle play at Wembley or an FA Cup uh, or League Cup well, final and I'm possibly <laughs> going to be I'm not going to be on the field you, then no. me, me and you are going to be sitting in a bar at 5.30 in the morning and but unfortunately, you... we need England to win the game in three days. Yeah, of course we do. Because if we if Newcastle win the trophy, 
<laughs> what you... and we get uh, and we get to the fourth day of the second test match I might not be on parade or it might be lunchtime by the time I get there that's the one DM I was desperate for to be the day and night yeah. test match because yeah, then I'll get a little bit of kick Lying, but yeah. I might be I might be excused by the talk sport bosses if Newcastle could win and I'm a bit excited on that day you've been through a lot of downs haven't you over the years I think, I think no, you deserved no, no, it no no no, no, no. you know there's no, been some no. tough moments 14, hasn't there you deserve it 14 years we've had we've had a tough time for 14 years but trust me this last year has met up you loving went, it I went through the Keegan years trained at Newcastle under Sir Bobby unbelievable yeah. times we were we were a stone's throw away of winning and having something special just got a funny feeling that this is going to be the one. This is going to be. Feels the like it's Newcastle's time, doesn't it? I mean, everything just feels right. The way you've gone in the league, and anyhow, it's got all the boys firing, and it feels like Wembley. Fingers crossed. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. Got everything crossed. Almy, it's been great chatting to you. And you know what? Do you want to round up by um, what time is it here in New Zealand? As we record this right now. Coming to the end of day's play, it's eight forty-six. Seddon Park is absolutely gorgeous. Do you want to just paint the picture, Harmy, no, it, for all of our listeners it right is, now? It's, it's beautiful. You got you know, a little bit of a backdrop of of, uh, of Hamilton. Mm. It's not the the most sort of lively. It's not the liveliest town in the world, I must admit. <laughs> but you're going out from here, so you'll rip it up in about <laughs> hour and a half's time. The grass banks on either side are beautiful. You know, there's a, a bank of seats of uh, of um, nobody sitting in them, um, of about what probably 500 seats, mm. and England are. You know, enjoying themselves out there. So is Carl Jamison. He's now moved on to 10. He's been hitting the ribs a couple of times. Ollie Stone's bowling quickly. Uh, and the lights are on. And you're right. There's no better place in the world. South Africa's the same. Under lights, when the grass banks are in flow, even just with a few people just dotted around them, it is a special place to come and play cricket. It's just a pity it takes forever to get you. <laughs> Do you think they're enjoying being out there, by the way? They, they want to be back on the golf course, don't they? They play golf for now on the cricket, these boys. Um, no, I don't. I, they play golf, but they, <laughs> enjoy them. they enjoy themselves both ways. They enjoy themselves when they're on the golf course, but they work hard to give themselves a chance to, to, to play golf. I know there's a lot of pictures of lads playing golf, but you know, these guys work hard. You know, the biggest example, Jimmy Anderson, is a, I think he's off two handicapped golfer, and he plays golf on trips most days of the week that you get a chance, but you're still playing test cricket at 40. You don't play test cricket at 40 if you don't work hard. So that tells you how hard these guys work because you know, you know one of the greatest sportsmen that we've ever produced. Um, yes, he likes a game of golf, but he wouldn't be playing test cricket. Five days in toil, he wouldn't be yeah. playing test cricket if he wasn't fit, strong and working hard with this group, and that's what these guys do. Harmy, thank you very much. This has been... The following on podcast from Seddon Park as we come to the end of day two, the final day of England's warm-up match. Of course, the first test match, England v New Zealand. It's live on Talk Sport 2 a week Thursday as Carl Jameson is about to lose his wick here. Yes, he is. Is that Ollie Pope there? The, is Ollie Pope who's taking a really good catch? It's a long, long way. Around. It's Ollie Pope, isn't it? It's Ollie Pope. He's, he, Ollie Pope is a long way. He's probably about What's 70, the captain doing out there, by 70, the way? 70 yards away from the wicket. And it's exactly, as a captain, you should never, ever <laughs> feel on the boundary you've got nine other people to do that for you so <laughs> no but a fantastic catch by Ollie Pope and a good wicket for, for Matt Potts because he's probably been the one bowler that looked as though he possibly needs another game if he was to get selected in the test match mm-hmm. but that's just because he's inexperienced and you know, he's, he's still learning about the game he's still a novice when it comes to overs under his belt because in his career and you could just see that a little bit today that's not a criticism of him that's what warm-up games do for you you'd be a lot better for having these 10 or 12 overs 
possibly could have done with another 12 overs before he went in, if he got in selection for that first test match. That's why I think he might just miss out. Well, New Zealand v England is going to be live and exclusive on TalkSport 2 starting next Thursday. Following on podcast, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll catch you then. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.